Hey everyone, this is Rich Ramon and you're listening to Still Talking With. Yeah. Greetings, my friends. This is the brain of TV's Pinky in the Brain. Yes, and my, my uh, human avatar, Maurice LaMarche. Hi, it's Chris Poland, and you're listening to Still Talking With. Hey, this is Eric Roland, voice of Kendo Rapa on My Hero Academia and host of the Tough Love Podcast. You're listening to Still Talking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. My crew is ready to obtain the absolution. Moving any doubt that we Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You are watching Still Token With. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have an awesome show scheduled for you, as always. And uh, with us, Benjamin, how's it going? It's going uh, well. Just well tonight. Just well? No, actually, I'm actually really excited to chat with our guest tonight. We uh, we had the pleasure of meeting him a few weeks back at a uh, cannabis event, believe it or not. So, yes, to all our cannabis folks out there, he is open for doing cannabis events just saying. Then I'm just going to leave it there. I'm going to let Jeffrey have fun with this one. Jeffrey. Fun. You want me to have fun? Yeah. Fun. I always have fun. It's always fun. And I'm psyched to talk to this guy. I didn't realize that he was in a bunch of the shit that I actually like. Maybe because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> too high. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but you know, I was quite surprised when I started, uh, you know, researching him a little bit more. I mean, obviously, Everybody knows, uh, you know, the main flicks that he has been in, but I'm not going to chat about it. Let's just bring him right in. Brian O'Halloran, welcome. What's up? I'm sorry that I'm catching you boys on a surly evening, I, I guess. Uh, not, <laughs> not right. All right. I'll give you 10 minutes for the gummies to kick in, I'm sure. And then you'll be like, whoa. <laughs> you know you look like Charlie Sheen and a really, really bad evening. <laughs> oh, nobody's ever said that to me before. New York Times called me a uh, Charlie Sheen beaten with a geek stick. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey, I don't know it. if that's a compliment or an insult. <laughs> I'll take right? it. It's in New York Times. It's better than, you know. Way, that's uh, hilarious movie star who looked like he was beaten by charlie sheen with a stick that'd be could have been the alternative headline true well, but true, i can kind true. of see that could have been. what's going on boys oh it's another yeah. happy wednesday you know midweek we like to do the midweek thing you know yeah. our job is well, to, uh, you know we we like to fuck with people especially in the middle of the work week Right on. Well, thank you for having right. me on your show this evening. Uh, we uh, met each other over at the uh, cannabis event up in Boxborough, Mass. Uh, yeah, that so was that was highlight fun. style. Highlight. That was highlight style yeah, show, highlight style. Um, and that was a lot of fun. Got a lot of great bands. Uh, the weather was a little uncooperative, uh, but no one didn't have let least amount of fun. So it was good. It was good to catch up with you guys there. Yeah, but when you're stoned, the rain don't bother you. No, no, not at all. True that. It was you funny know? because they had an outdoor smoking, obviously, for Ash area. And then people who had like bongs and vapos and all sorts of stuff were indoors where the stage was. And let me tell you, man, every night I got home to my room, I was like, ooh, I was flying. Right, right. You know, the rain, you know, everybody likes to get a little wet anyway. So True. You know, I don't care who you are. 
You like to get wet. It's just the nature of people. So, so anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> no, you've been a, I'm not even going to go busy there. Guy, I'm not going to go there. You've been a busy guy. We have. Uh, we uh, we made a, a, a movie uh, of uh, Clerks 3 last year. Um, and uh, it came out uh, last fall. So now uh, we just had like our one-year technical anniversary of that film. And so uh, we were hitting the road uh, promoting that. And um, it's been nice uh, seeing the fans enjoy that film and the other films that I've done over the years that me and my group of friends have done. And, uh, you know, and we are very, as you know, the characters are very cannabis friendly, um, amongst other things, uh, including donkey shows. Um, so there are things like that that uh, go well with our audiences, that there's a, a definite uh, copacetic kind of feel here. Yes, yes. So my first question for you is, why the fuck did it take so long between the Clerk movies? You know, I think, um, besides the fact that Jeff Anderson's difficult, no. Um, I think it's it's better to, to slice into those characters every 10 years or so, or every, you know, 8 to 12 years, whatever you have it. Um, because I don't think there'd be much change in a physically us, but B where the growth of these characters would be, you know, people could get pretty burnt out after like, you know, Rocky five or whatever it is. I think, um, doing it every decade, we did it in our twenties. We did it in our thirties. This one touches in our early fifties. Um, I think is enough. They fill in that gap with a lot of that Jay and silent Bob bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Actually, that was a that's a that's a good approach. I like that. You know, yeah. give the characters time to actually right. grow and live and learn, and let the let the audience be like, "All right, I thought that guy died. Oh, that's nice. They're still working. Look at that." Oh. Did um, you lose Ben. Yeah, he must have got a phone call. Actually, no, that's you. Uh, Jeff, yeah, that would have Jeff been... often pops off when he gets a phone call since. Uh... Yeah, but I learned how to prevent that now. That okay. hasn't happened in a long, 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 long time. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I, I do have to say I absolutely adore Clerks Three. You know, it, you. It, you know, you're you're definitely your scenes. You know, even a friend of mine we were talking about it. Just uh, you know, you you move a geek to tears. You know, it, it's definitely a, a touching story. I definitely get a lot of people coming up to me going, you motherfucker, you made me cry. And I'm like, yes, that means you cared. If you didn't cry, you didn't <laughs> care. Uh, so I'm glad that uh, all the work, it took 30 years to get there. Uh, but um, remember, if the original ending of the first movie, Kevin tried to kill me anyway. The original ending, Dante gets shot. So this has been in the planning of Kevin's mind since the very beginning. He's like, fuck that, Dante. So... <laughs> Then it looks like you had just as much fun doing Clerks 3 as you did Clerks. We we have so much fun every time we get together. So be it Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. We just have a, a ball um, because we know that Kevin's put together a pretty fucking funny story. Um, the, the sets are always low key. So there's no kind of like, oh, I got... Like, there's so much pressure. There's, you know, $120 million on the line. It, it's not that at all. So uh, we get to just tell our 
our kind of fun takes on things without any kind of worry. It'd be relaxed, be That's casual, cool. and and from yeah. what I can see, it's it's you're just being yourselves in most of it. Yes, and you know it it there is cannabis on sets, so um, a lot of people are just chill. Uh, Joanna's and asking. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we found out that you. Go ahead. Oh, uh, Joanna was asking. Uh, have you tried the movies pop up burgers? I have. Uh, there was a couple of pop ups that happened. Uh, there was a tour of pop ups two years ago, um, right after COVID. Like was kind of everything was coming back to normal, and uh, it came out of COVID. Like getting this food to people uh, via the company uh, Gold Belly and stuff. So we, they had a, um, a pop-up in Red Bank, New Jersey, which is the same town that Kevin has his comic book store in and his offices. And then um, the guy who ran that division decided, hey, let's do it in other cities. Um, and it usually coincided with either a Comic-Con that we were at or if one of the movies that Kevin was uh, taking on tour that year, um, like he did it for the Jay and Silent Bob reboot tour there'd be a restaurant that they would find ahead of time. They knew what their schedule was and they would just switch the menu to all movie stuff. They decorated as best they could with movies, decor, and it's been a lot of fun. I have, I've tried the burgers. I've tried the, the beyond version as well. I've tried the cock, uh, the cock smoker, which is their chicken sandwich. Um, there's a lot of really, the, the, the nice. movie milkshake is really good. Um, and their hater tots were always super good. The menu is nothing crazy uh, out of line from something like you're not going to find some like, oh, my God, it's, uh, you know, suck my my Johnson hot dog or something. Um, but there are some really <laughs> cool things. I like, I like how we did that. I like, like suck my Johnson hot dog. <laughs> yeah. And those are the type we of tongue in cheek plus, so. we like to do. Right. Nice. <laughs> I'll have to try that. So um, now, do uh, I have the three? Jo Joanna did ask how much that? weed was on set. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't like a ton, and it wasn't like you know you're standing in the same space that we're doing scenes in. But in between, you know, takes, you know, certain people had it in their trailers or outside their trailers, and then when the day would wrap, there'd be a good kind of relaxation of a of a reward well done. Okay. Where was, where was clerks three filmed? Was that in New Jersey. Jersey. We went Jersey. right back to the source. Um, yeah. And it was the first movie since the first clerks that Kevin shot entirely in Jersey. Okay. Now the three of you been on the road together at all? Um, well, when the, when the movie came out, last year uh what we did was kevin is a big fan of taking it on tour so it was released to the it was released to the general public for like a two-week period um through uh a company and then uh and in many theaters and then kevin took it on tour so like from september 4th to like december i want to say december like 28th or something like that uh kevin took it to 48 cities with 52 screenings. I went to 12 of those screenings. Jeff was like at three of them. Marilyn Gigliotti was at a couple. Um, and it was great to, you'd, you'd introduce the film, that you'd show the film to folks, and there'd be like a two-hour Q&A 
afterwards. And it was a, always a, a really great time. And um, we had some really major cities, you know, New York, Chicago, Orlando, Tampa, Providence, Boston, um, Bangor, Maine. Uh, I think they had it in Dallas and LA and San Francisco and Portland, Oregon and uh, St. Louis and many, many others. And so it was nice to see um, and hear people's reactions because we'd, we'd introduce the film and then sit and listen behind the screen, the audience's reaction for at least the first 15 minutes. Uh, and then we'd either go and, you know, either spark one up or go and have a drink or get a bite to eat and then come back for the Q and a, um, and it was, uh, it's a great way to get your audience to come on out in a mass number, as opposed to just, well, let's hope they go to the theater to see the movie. Uh, cause they're getting more than just seeing the movie. They're getting a Q and a, we, it's like a concert where there's merchandise in the back. If they want to buy, uh, mm -hmm. there was photo ops for people if they wanted to, to get those as well. So it's a lot of fun. This is the third movie Kevin has done this way. And I think um, this is going to be the way that he's going to forever distribute his movies. You, you figure, you know, that was such a genius way to bring movies out. A lot of people claiming, oh, movie theaters are dead. Movie theaters are dead. But, you know, you find your your niche audience. And, you know, with that type of release, just getting your fans, you know, for the special event, you know, I, I think that's like a, a no brainer. I mean, obviously, you're still going to have like the big budget movies. But, you know, when, uh, you know, people are complaining, hey, you know, my movie didn't do well. Well, you know, maybe you look at something like uh, what Kevin's doing. Right. I mean, Kevin does have a cachet of being a personality in general. So going to see Kevin just talk for four hours is a regular ticketed event for him. So the fact that you pair it with his new movie, hey, I'm going to tell you some fucking stories about how this movie got put together. Uh, just wait until you hear what we did um, is a kind of a easy sell for our fans. Um, it's it could work for everybody and it could not work for everybody. I mean, this is what a band has to do anyway, when they want to release a new album, a lot of the times they don't get the airplay on regular, you know, over the airwave kind of radio stations. Um, so unless you know the band or follow the band, the only way is to go out and tour and tour your ass off and sell what you can of your t-shirts and right. sell, you know, downloads of your movies or whatever. So, um, it's a good way to do that. I had a blast. Uh, like I said, I went to 12 of the cities and every time it was always a lot of fun and I, I can't wait to do it again for what he has next. Nice. So, um, clerks four will be, uh, walkers and bongs in the awesome. basket. Yeah. You know, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, mm -hmm. Jeff Anderson had a great idea that, uh, if, um, spoiler alert out there, if you haven't seen the movie, um, uh, that, uh, Randall, buries Dante in the pet cemetery. Uh, so that there's a zombie, zombie Dante would be great. Uh, I said, that would be fun. I think that would be hilarious. It'd be a good crossover. Wow. Give him a scalp and he's good to go. Yeah. It's yeah, either that or Kevin would want a cameo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, you know, he could always, you know, go back in time a bit. Like uh, somebody mentioned in right, the comments, right. you know, we need another mall rats. Like, you know, bringing you back in for mall rats, like as the malls are dying, I think that would be, you know. Well, yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin is wrapping up uh, in editing right now for his latest film called 430 Movie about uh, kids 
you know, back in the eighties, we used to run in and watch pay for one movie, but then hide and sneak into other theaters, like rated R movies when you weren't supposed to kind of a thing. <laughs> so that's coming out. He's going to take that on tour next. And then allegedly from what he's told me next year, we start filming mall rats too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you're speaking of um, touring and things like that. You have a, a another event coming up in November where people can come out and see yeah. you. Yeah, uh, this will be my last one for the year. Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, we have uh, Twin City Con, and there's a whole bunch of us. So uh, you can meet uh, myself and Jay and Kevin and Jeff and Marilyn Gigliotti from the original clerks uh but we also have the folks from mall rats as well so we have jason lee ethan supley jeremy london and myself jason muse and kevin again and um danny trejo is also who who is part of clerks three uh but danny trejo will also uh be there uh so you can come out for him for that nice so uh that's november 3rd through the 5th Minneapolis Convention Center. Um, you can go to TwinCitiesCon.com for info and tickets. It's going to be a blast. I've I've done a convention at the Minneapolis uh, Convention Center before. It's a great venue. Uh, the restaurants in Minneapolis are really good. Um, so uh, and it's still warm. So come on out before it snows. Right. Jason. Right. We'll bring you snow boots. Yeah. In a warm jacket. Depends on what the weather decides to do. Yes. <laughs> you know, but it's I mean, getting warmer yeah. and warmer. It's it you is. know, it's getting warmer. So, you know, uh, I live in northeast Pennsylvania, so the trees have turned and leaves are falling and things like that. But it took a while. Like I was like, wow, it's it's getting into mid November here and I still haven't really gotten into the colors yet. So it's because of the warm weather we've had and the uh the high rainfall they were saying like, it's going to be later in the season before the leaves start turning. And then they're saying that the Northeast is going to get more, more precipitation, but warmer weather. So it'll just be rain. Yeah. That's what I was hearing. Great. That's what I was hearing. But I guess, uh, I guess the weather, not that I like to talk about the weather, but I do want to bring this up because I was quite surprised at the, uh, uh, that hurricane that, just hit Alcapoco. Yeah, Otis. Okay. Now, I follow that kind of stuff to a certain degree. And even on the, you know, when I was watching the news and they were talking about it, they said that that went from a tropical storm to a Cat 5 in 20 hours. Yeah, nearly two days. Barely two days. I mean, that's, in, that's insane. And they, they can't recollect when that's ever happened before. So, you know, I mean, I'm a conspiracy theorist, and that's all I'm going to say when it comes to that. <laughs> it's the Chinese weather satellites. They're stirring it up. I love it. You know what I mean? You know, they're going to keep a mixer. They're going to keep a mixer yeah. they drop from a plane, and they just stir yeah. it up. <laughs> I just look at Jupiter and go, that's us. That's going to be us in 10 years. Nothing but storms. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> right. So I actually watched a movie recently. 
um, I mean, uh, before I even met you, actually, so maybe a couple of months ago, called uh, um, uh, Bloody Slumber Party. Ah. Okay. Uh, and I was quite surprised. I mean, it was hard. I didn't really even know it was you, to be honest right. with you. You know what I mean? Just because of the way, they, the way that they filmed it and the cinematography and the way that they put it all together. But uh, that looked like a really fun movie to do. And I, yeah. You know, that was uh, in a movie like that. It was hilarious. Yeah. They, they, they pitched it to me. Uh, literally I was, I was, I filmed one day. Um, cause the main characters are the girls, obviously. Um, but, uh, it was the type of thing that I'm like, yeah, you know, um, when I did theater very regularly, I was always cast as the murderer, the, 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 the creepy boyfriend, the whatever. And it wasn't until I did clerks. I mean, I did comedies as well, but it wasn't until Clerks that forever put me in this comedy world of things. So getting back to more of like the horror, cutting people to pieces kind of genre, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I, I, I could do that again. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, because then it was uh, The Retaliators too, which I watched about maybe three, four, five months ago. Yes, The Retaliators yeah. uh, that came out about two years ago. Um, yep shot outside the uh, Philadelphia area and uh, a really great production company down there. And um, they had me do a quick cameo at a, uh, a Christmas tree, you know, mm -hmm. lot where you go to get your real tree. And um, yeah, you were the a main character. Yeah. The main character is uh, having an issue with someone who like grabbed the tree ahead of them kind of a thing. And so yeah. I, uh, I just got my full Jersey on and became a real douche. Uh, and, um, <laughs> Started a started a fight started a fight with a guy in front of his kid no less, um, and it was fun. It was a fun once again in in and out one day, uh, but a lot of people have reached out to me like, oh my god, I was what didn't even know you were going to be in the movie, and then there you are. I'm like, oh my god, Dante's on a rage, you know, he's on a rampage. Um, but yeah, it was an, another thing. Uh, people who I knew who were doing a film said, hey, do you want to come out for a day? And I was like, sure. Well. So, um, I'm now, do you get a lot of that? Do I get a lot of that? I do uh, have a circle of independent filmmakers who are like, hey, we're working on something. We'd like to have you be a part of it. Let's send you the script, that kind of a thing. Um, not everything I do, um, and not all the time, they are prepared to do things like be a SAG uh, signatory film because I am a union member. You know, uh, we have to go through the unions and there are programs for lower budgeted films to uh, have SAG member acting in it, actors in it. Um, so, when, you know, there's usually a couple of parameters that have to fill in before I say yes to things. There was a looks like it came out in 2017. Okay. We actually uh, had you on uh, the Dorkening for this uh, Bad Frank you were in as well. Yes. That, was, that was a good one, too. That was a really good one. I had a I had a blast filming that one. Um, we had uh, Tom Sizemore involved in it, uh, uh, and he was fantastic, like super fantastic, real to the point where it scared us. Like he didn't step out of character. He was very violent in the film. That was a little almost borderline of crossing the line. Uh, and the main the main actor. And the main uh, director, the same person, uh, phenomenal guy, absolutely phenomenal guy. 
Um, he lives out in LA now the past couple of years and has uh, just came out with his newest film as well. Uh, very proud of that one. I, once again, I play like a, a lower level secondary drug drug dealer kind of guy um, who uh, has a confrontation that doesn't go so well. Um, but overall, that's a really, the performances in that movie um, don't do the budget justice. Like if this film was seen by more people, people like, oh my God, have you seen that movie, Bad Frank? Uh, but because it's an independent film, it doesn't have the distribution like you would normally see. People don't see that Tom Sizemore movie. Um, so uh, it was a, it's a lot of fun. Like I said, I usually like working with independent filmmakers because I find that their scripts that are challenging, uh, that a major studio would be like, ooh, ooh, they'd get nervous tackling certain subject matters or doing certain things in movies. Uh, and I kind of run and gravitate towards those type of things because you know there's there's straight up comedies and then there's straight up horror films and you know action adventure and then there are the ones that are like ooh this is twisted and um in a good way so uh, i i like uh, when people reach out to me like i did a film called vulgar and it's a really dark and twisted film written and directed by yeah. brian johnson uh who you'd know from comic book men um and the tell him steve dave uh podcast yeah. he uh when he approached me to do that and that was a very very disturbing subject matter violent uh sexual assault kind of film not for everybody that even when we went on howard stern when howard was still free on k-rock um he said like oh my god this is a, such a disturbing film i had to stop watching it and not because the film was bad but it was so like you know wow mentally crazy for me uh which was the best promotion we ever got um and it's those type of films that i enjoy when people come to me to be a part of <laughs> i love to watch those kind of films right they're, they're, some, of my, they're, they're to, some of my favorite right you know? yeah you, you turn to a person like what the fuck is this shit we're watching you know right yeah. Right. My wife, my wife walked in on a couple of weeks ago. I was sitting there. I was watching. Uh, I can't even remember what it was. It was a horror flick. And she was out walking the dog and she walks into the house. And it just happened to be, you know, a typical horror flick. You know, you got the titties on the screen. <laughs> so she walks in. She's like, what the fuck are you watching? I'm like, it's a horror movie. She says, don't look freaking scary to me. And all of a sudden, there she is dead. You know what I mean? It was hilarious. <laughs> She's like, are all, are all horror movies like that? I'm like, well, most of the good ones are. I got to remember know? that. Uh, I got to remember this most next time them. I'm watching horror yep. and someone walks in. No, no, it's a horror movie. Just give it a minute. <laughs> hey, why don't you leave? Give me five minutes. Come back. And I'll show you it's a horror movie. Right. Now, uh, Vogler, I picked up my copy from you at a con, got an autograph. <laughs> you, do you still uh, uh, bring that, uh, you know, to sell at your table? Can't get them. Can't get them anymore. They haven't. They've sold out. All the distributors have sold out the copies. So unless Brian Johnson and his producer, Monica Hampton, want to do another run with someone, um, I'd I'm, I'm looking into it because it was like one of my best-selling DVDs at conventions was because uh, there's two versions of it too by the way there's the theatrical release which is the uncut release and then there was the rated r version that we edited for 
when Blockbuster was still around. Kids, ask your grandparents what Blockbuster was. Um, anyway, uh, and so we made a rated R cut that was personal. <laughs> I kind of like how the edit was. Um, so there are two of those out there. Uh, but the un the theatrical version is the version that I always would sell. And uh, I ran out. And then when I tried to place a new order, they're like, there's, there's none left. And, you know, unless someone does another run, uh, the last company that did it was we distributed through Lionsgate. Uh, I don't know if they still have the DVD rights anymore. Um, I'd have to check with either Brian Johnson or Monica Hampton, her producer to see who has the rights uh, because I would do a limited run if it, the price was right, you know, mm. and maybe even do like um, like a uh, commentary, like a video commentary track uh, talking about it to make it a special edition 20. I think we're going to be, I think that's a 22, 23 years ago version. We might be coming up to our 25th anniversary of, of Vulgar. Yeah. Well, well, see, that's one I haven't seen yet. Shame on me. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, somebody's asking, uh, my girlfriend sucks 37 dicks in a row, is uh, asking, how often are you asked that? Um, the most, <laughs> the thing, I know, right? It's, uh, it's, it's not Shakespeare, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> the phrase I'm always asked the most is, are back, you even to the porn here today? Yeah. Are you even supposed to be here today? That's the thing I'm asked the most. Um, when the uh, 30s or they'll just shout 37 in a row, uh, which that the, the viewer is making a reference to. Uh, there's a lot of ones that can come out. Like I'll sometimes I'll write on an autograph. Hey, try not to suck any dick on the way through the parking lot. Usually that's for female fans. I'll be like, here you go. And they people love it. They love it. Um Clerks too, you know, you never go ass to mouth. You know, there's so many phrases that is a testament to how great a writer Kevin Smith is. I mean, poor Marilyn Gigliotti. Marilyn Gigliotti gets, hey, try not to suck any dick on your way through the parking lot, yelled at her. You know, and if you don't know what that reference is, you're like, what did you just say to that woman? You apologize to her. <laughs> you know, it could be that it could be misinterpreted like that. Um, but I, that's the other thing I love about working with Kevin is I know no matter what, there's going to be some line or moment from the films that we work on that people are going to say to us or it's going to stick to them and be like, oh, my God, I loved it. That whole porch monkey scene was hilarious, you know, and me, Bill, anybody who's never seen the movie is like, what did you just say? Oh, my God. You know, it's things like that that we enjoy it. We enjoy the fact that it can it can shake people up. So yes, yeah, I do get these phrases uh, screamed at me or asked about all the time, and I'm perfectly fine with it. Listen, I I know for a fact that when I die, Brian O'Halloran, I will have. I'm not even supposed to be here today on my tombstone because I think that'd be a good chuckle for someone who would visit. <laughs> oh, here lies Brian. He's not even supposed to be here today. Get it? Because he's dead. He would rather be alive. It's the movie thing, honey. Why are you walking away? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right underneath you put, and actually, I'm not here. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, you, were, you did a music video oh, for shit. a very popular band years ago, too. 
which was I've done a few. So which one are we talking about? Soul Asylum. Soul Asylum. Yes, uh, the very first uh, Clerks. Yes. We did uh, Can't Even Tell, uh, mm -hmm. which we reenacted the famous hockey scene on the roof. Um, so it was the yeah. Clerks playing against um, the Soul Asylum band. Uh, I was rocking my New York Rangers jersey at the time, uh, which I was supposed to in the original movie, but I couldn't find it. It was at my mother's because I was doing laundry there and I left it there. So when I got to set, didn't want to be late. So when I got to set, they were like, here, you could wear the, wear the Devils jersey or the Pittsburgh jersey. And I'm a New York Ranger fan, so I was like, fuck the Devils. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll take the Pittsburgh jersey because I respected the game. It was Mario Lemieux and Yager. Like, they were really great players, and it was a respectable team, so I played that. So ever since then, yep. people have thought, oh, you're a Pittsburgh fan? And I'm like, I respect their game, but I'm a New York fan. Uh, but anytime I'm in Pittsburgh, though, I don't usually have to pay for a drink. So. <laughs> Wow. Right. Well, if he comes right, to Boston, to I'm going to make him buy me you know, drinks because I'm a Boston fan. You know, yeah, there we had go. the opportunity to uh, to meet Soul Asylum a couple of years ago. Right on. You know, in Plymouth. Yeah. And uh, fantastic guys. Fantastic. Yeah. Guys. yeah. Dave Perner, the lead singer, is an amazing guy. Uh, I saw him in Webster, uh, Webster Hall in New York City about, uh, I want to say, four years ago. And saw him after the show. We hung out and chatted. And uh, he was saying, like, his literally his most requested songs that people shout out to him to play is uh, Can't Even Tell from the very first Clerks and Misery, which we played at the end of the second Clerks. Mm -hmm. um, so, and he, he yep. did, he played it at that sh live show as well. Uh, and it's a thing that no matter what show he does, those two songs always have to be played. As well as you know, Runaway Train and and everything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, and all the other classics. Yeah, but yeah, yeah genuinely super nice guy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, we had we had a great opportunity to meet with them. We went backstage after the after their performance, and uh, they were kind of taken back a little bit because we didn't walk in with anything to have them sign it, or you know, I didn't have right. their CD. You know, sign my CD. We signed right. a copy of our comic and gave it to all the band members. Nice. And they'll have it on their bus. That's the thing, man. Yeah, yeah, when you're doing the tour and you're on a yeah. bus, uh, I remember I gave a couple of DVDs to bands uh, and they were like, oh, my God, this is great. We've this is better than the last four movies that we've been watching because people don't realize like cellular service, especially when you go across the Midwest. It's not that great to think you can still stream your movies uh, through your phone or whatnot. So physical media. Actual DVD. Same thing with the military. I do a lot of business if we're near, if we're at a show that's near a military base, uh, you know, naval guys or, or army Marines who are out of country, who are at bases in God knows where, uh, they have their small DVD players that they'll watch their movies either back at the camp or go back in their racks on the ship and, and just watch it. And uh, they say it's, you know, it's a, a mental lifesaver to have the DVDs. Yeah. I like the physical media anyway. Right. Yeah. I always have, you know, yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just old school, right, Leo? Yeah. Yeah. But you, you can have the best of both worlds. I, uh, I, I have a, um, uh, a Plex server that I built. So I, a couple summers ago, I ripped, I, I got about 800 DVDs, 
ripped them all and I got them all on my Plex server. So, you know, any computer in the house, I could just, you know, play anything from my collection. A friend of mine did that too. He has like about 2000 movies wow. on it. And I'm like, wow, that is crazy. Um, the other thing too, as I just heard on the news is uh, Best Buy after this year, yep. uh, Best Buy will no longer sell physical media anymore. They will still sell computer games, but they will not sell uh, movies or CDs or music. Mm. Movies. Yeah. That, that That's a shame because, you know, that's yeah, the right. Pretty much yep. the only place I'd buy my movies because you get the special steel box, like uh, right. Clerks Three. I got the the steel box from Best Buy. Right, and so it'll be interesting. I know um, Amazon has now come out with it's coming out. They're taking pre orders now of all three Clerks movies in a box, and the box looks like the Quick Stop convenience store. Oh no way! Um, so yeah, so it's like 130 bucks. Uh, there, Amazon's oh. taking pre pre orders now. Uh, and I think it comes out oh. in December. Also, uh, they finally have decided wow. to do uh, Clerks Pops. So we now have Clerks 3 Pops coming soon. Oh, nice. For those ones <laughs> who collect, for those people who like collecting plastic that kind of have like giant heads, by all means, it's coming. <laughs> I, could, I, I still can't see the fat in that. I just can't. It's the Beanie Babies. It's the same you know, thing. It is. I get it. I get it. You know, I'm more of a bobblehead guy myself. See? Well, the thing is, Pops, you know, people were saying, you know, it was going to crash years ago, just like the Beanie Babies, but they keep on growing, which is insane, you know? Uh, well, uh, P.T. Barnum said it. A sucker's born every day. <laughs> I, I swore I would never collect Pops <laughs> until somebody gave me a Leonardo uh, from TMNT. And I thought, oh my God, this is the cutest thing ever. And now I got friggin' 200 pops in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they hooked you, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I have, I have like six, and it's usually from people who've given it to me. And um, like, there's been ones where people have made custom ones themselves because they didn't have pops. So there's like a custom one like behind me here. And, and then I have like, you know, notorious B.I.G. and Tupac as pops. I thought that would be funny. Um, and then uh, a couple of uh, a couple of different um, Marvel ones. But otherwise, like I don't have any of the Jay and Silent Bob ones or the Moobies Cow or whatever. Uh, but I will get a set of these official pops just to see, uh, just to have. And then I'll be probably selling them at my table at these cons when uh, next year when I'm hitting the road. Nice. And people will be bringing them in so you can sign them for them. Exactly. And you have trading cards now too, right? They do. They did uh, different types of trading cards. So they did like a Jay and Silent Bob reboot set of cards through uh, Upper Deck, I believe. And then the Tops company came out with Garbage Pail Kids cards, but Clerks yeah. Edition. So they took all the clerks characters and did garbage pail kids. Yep. Uh, and then there are clerks three uh, collectible cards, which once again, I believe is the tops company that put out those uh, people still collect cards, like finding, and I'm talking about in sport in the sporting world, uh, people still collect looking for the rookie, you know, Connor McDavid or the rookie, whatever when it comes to basketball and baseball uh, 
And so when it came to like collectibles, it was a, a no brainer. And it was really weird because, you know, fanatics who's bought all the licensing rights of almost every major sport there is has now started dealing in memorabilia of Marvel and all sorts of stuff. So those garbage pail kid cards you could find on fanatics. You could also find they've made t-shirts of those garbage pail kids stuff. Uh, so it's weird how these companies um, are dipping into the nerd memorabilia angle of things. And that's what it is. It's, um, you know, just like uh, these cannabis shows, you know, yes, they'll bring in music. Yes, they bring in vendors, uh, but they're starting to bring in media guests who are cannabis friendly, who uh, know, uh, who've portrayed either characters or in movies that were about uh, people who use cannabis yeah. or there's characters that use cannabis. And it's that type of thing where you try to bring in more uh, for a general person audience to come in and go, Oh shit, look who's here. It's, you know, Cheech Marin. Holy crap. Mm -hmm. There was a cannabis show, uh, the 420 show in New Jersey and Edison, and they had the Jeremy and Jason London uh, brothers. Um, Jeremy, obviously from Mallrats, yep. uh, Jason from a, a couple of shows as well. And they're both cannabis friendly actors and, and stuff like that. So m more and more as, um, cannabis becomes legalized from state to state. It's good to see that uh, these entertainers and bands and actors and comic book writers and book writers and artists, uh, you know, who have that open mind to know the benefits of uh, and the, um, the positive outreach that is cannabis is a, is a good thing. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's one of the yep. things that, you know, when, when, when Ben and I started out almost five years ago, um, you know, obviously we're a cannabis based yeah. comic book, but it's still a comic book. So right. we went, we went into the cannabis world second, right? Was it second? Yeah. We went into the cannabis world second. We started in the comic book world yeah. and at the beginning back then it was just legalized here in Massachusetts and you know, you'd get the you get the the guy walking by or the husband or wife walking by with their twelve year old, and they look at our booth and it's like, oh no, we can't stop here. You know what I mean? This is like, yeah. you know, this, this this isn't what we want you to see, kind of a right. thing. But right. five years later, now we see it, it's changing drastically. But when right. we were at the cannabis events, everybody's yeah. talking about the new Marvel movie, and they're talking, they're all geeks, right? You know, and when we're at the can, you know, at the at the cannabis events yep. Yep. or the comic books, they're talking about the weed. Right. Which is just so I mean, those two worlds were always meant to be together. Yeah, we yes. knew that from day one. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I knew friends who would uh, spark up before going in to see movies just to have that, <laughs> you know, more intense feeling of of what you're watching i remember once uh when uh, nightmare before christmas came out uh friends were living in brooklyn and we went to go see that in theaters and we had smoked but we also had brought a six pack of heineken into the theater we had smuggled in and i remember we're watching it and if you remember the beginning of 
of Nightmare Before Christmas with the big spiraling animation and everything. We were all like, whoa, <laughs> and we're drinking and stuff. And it was a raked theater, meaning you walk in through the back and you go down and down and down to the screen. And then halfway through the movie, we're watching it. My mm. one friend's laughing and his leg moves over and it knocks over one of the bottles and the bottle just rolls down all the way to the front. And you're click, hearing click, that. Click, 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 click. You're hearing that. <laughs> and we were just like. Um, and it was just a fun, you know, fun way. We, we never got out of hand. Um, we never got uh, violent or mischievous when we ever uh, smoked uh still don't and so um you know it's always depending on the person sometimes it brings out the best in people right and sometimes yeah. it just highlights the douchiness in people you were a douche when you were straight and sober and you're a douche now well so um i want to ask you what's your what's your take on i mean obviously cannabis has come a long way I mean, when I was when I was growing up, it was brickweed, and you know, you had to pound the seeds and sticks out of it. And you might end right. up with a little bump. Um, but in today's world, I mean, there's baked goods and the edibles and the gummies, and and what's your take on all of that? What do you prefer? Well, first of all, smoking what's been out now, and, and taking what's in, out now compared to what I was in my early twenties, I was like, wow, I had nothing but shit back then. Um, because now it's like really intense. And, uh, you know, if you go to a great dispensary who has really good bud tenders, who know what they're, they're talking about, who has a, a different level of varieties of what you're looking for, um, that type of, of industry is really blown my mind. Like, uh, when you go to Canada, especially cause it's been legal up there a lot longer. Um, and like I've been to, uh, dispensaries in Vancouver, Calgary, uh, Montreal, uh, Toronto. It's, it's like walking into like the most high end kind of cosmetics counter it was like, how can we help you? What are you looking for? What, you, what kind of, uh, you know, level of high you're trying to get? Or if you're going there for something medical, like, oh, I have lower back pain or I have anxiety or I have, you know, seasonal depression, whatever. It's amazing to see how much science has been put into it. And even in the growing aspect of things now, oh, yeah. um, to see how much botany and actual deep crossbreeding. Mm. And well, if you crossbreed it like this, it's amazing. And it's nice to see that when states who then legalize it then finally are getting their tax money coming in and the amount of tax money that comes in, um, you know, funds a lot of programs. I remember when Colorado legalized it in their first year, their tax income was unbelievable. Someone told me that it funded like seven years of their education programs and stuff like that, which I'm like, I, I believe it. Um mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's something that eventually the laws will be uh, universal, I'm sure. It's tough. You know, you have a certain coalition that's against it, obviously, and they try very hard. And it's a gateway drug and all this other stuff. So um, there's a lot of work that still has to be done. But I know a lot in the Northeast have already made it legal. Um, in the West Coast as well, it's just a matter of meeting it in the middle so that you can travel 
with any without any hassle. I know. So, uh, what's your preference? Do you right. like to smoke, or, or are you the edible guy? Um, I've been doing more edibles just because the mm -hmm. smoking. It just, you know, when you're staying in hotel rooms, they're like they kind of a lot of hotels are poo pooing on the smoking part. Um, but if friends are smoking outdoors or in a venue that's not my hotel, um, I'll, I'll partake when I know I'm I'm got time to come back down from it. Um, I always try to trust who I'm taking it from too, because, you know, the more you smoke, the longer your tolerance is, the higher your tolerance can become. Uh, so you can be yeah. handed something from someone who's been smoking for 20 years and it's just like to someone who does it right, occasionally. Right, right. And the um, edibles can be very unpredictable. Correct. So I have a, a company that I know, uh, that when the, I see them at events, they know what I like and they'll, they'll hand me some stuff from time to time. Um, and I think that's going to be more the future. Um, just because of transportation, if you're away, if you're home smoking, all good, spark it up. Uh, but I think for people who travel, especially the gummies will be more and more the way. Yeah, because I, I brought that up because Mark just popped in. Uh, yeah. I think you met Mark at uh, the High Lifestyle show in Foxborough uh, from uh, Hole in the Wall. Right. Yep. 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 So he just popped in to say hi. So hi, Mark. You know, there he is. Still talking gummies of fire. Yep. Yeah, we do have our own brand. Nice. <laughs> you know. So good people. There's, there's yes, a lot we do. of good people doing a lot of good things out there. Yeah. You know. So um, let's see. So I wanted to ask you, I did have a question in my head that I wanted to ask you. One of them is, what do you do for fun? Oh, boy. Um, there's a bunch of things. Uh, I have a group of friends that um, we'll do role-playing, kind of like D&D, &D, but not D&D &D specific. It's a fancy role-playing game, but it's not D&D. Um, and we do it like this over Zoom because a couple of people live in Boston. Another one lives in like Southern Jersey. Another one lives out in LA. So we'll get together once a week via Zoom. Sometimes we'll get together at, like I was just up in the Boston area this past weekend. Uh, so we got together there. Um, and then once a year, we'll do a trip to some location. Two years ago, it was Los Angeles. This past, this past year was in Vegas. Uh, and every, every person gets to pick the next place. So I don't know who has the next location. We may be going to Toronto, who knows? Uh, I also do enjoy going to the movies. Um, and I also enjoy, uh, playing poker with another group of friends. Uh, we don't play as often as we used to. We used to play literally almost every week for like a couple of years and we'd go to yeah, Atlantic. I went through that. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I like sports. I mean, um, hockey is my number one sport. Um, I would say it goes hockey, football, baseball, basketball, then auto racing. Um, so uh, right now, the the season is young for hockey. Uh, so I'm I'm a big fan of that. And uh, no mud wrestling or anything like that. No, I don't. No. I don't do any mud wrestling. But if I go to a bar where there's certain females and partaking in the wrestling in the mud, I may stick around and place a bet. Okay. Fair enough. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Do you, um, 
I, I, you got a couple oh of things behind you. I know we talked about the pops and stuff, but do you, do you collect anything besides movies? Uh, do I collect anything? You know, as I get older, I realize in collecting is not is not anything. I try to collect art, like uh, fantasy type art. Um, so, like, I don't. I live not far from the Frazetta Museum. Oh, nice. So Frank Frazetta is is not is like a 45 minute drive for me. Um I've known I've know Larry Elmore personally. He's a great artist. Um so I you know growing up and being in the D&D world, I love every once in a while I'll just get a piece and be like, "Yo." Uh as a matter of fact, a, a good friend of mine collects actual originals and he reached out to me for a uh Frank Frazetta piece that was going up for sale on auction. He's like, "Are you interested?" and I looked at it and I was kind of hedging at it. Uh, and then I balked. I was like, no, it, it really doesn't. That piece doesn't speak to me. Um, but that kind of stuff. So otherwise, nice. I, don't, I don't really collect anything. You know, every couple of years I got another, I get another hockey jersey with another player who eventually will disappoint me. I don't know. Um, okay. So I have, right. I have a collection, <laughs> collection of hockey jerseys. You know, so I have, or they get traded, you know, so I have like, a, like, for instance, I have a Zuccarello when he played for New York, I have a Zuccarello jersey, um, you know, I had a Pennington Jets jersey back in the day. So my guarantee one is my Namath, at least I have a Namath, that, that one at least has won a championship, but I have a bunch of, I'm a big goalie fan. So a lot of my hockey jerseys are the goalies. Yeah. So I have a bunch of Longquist jersey, yeah. I have a ed jockerman jersey i i have a shesterkin jersey now and um because that's the position i played when i was a kid um so that i guess that would be my collection okay. probably jerseys and fantasy art oh. like i have every boris calendar starting from 1987 nice like boris yeah. boris vallejo i have a i have one of the yeah. I have yeah, one of the and then, it was, and then he was doing it with Julie Bell. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh I have one of the giant books of his of his art. Oh, I yeah, also I have those. Yeah. The Art and Arcana. I got this this big one, this big Art and Arcana book. Uh, nice. Which has a whole bunch of stuff. It's wow. all the art from D&D, &D, the old school D&D &D games and stuff. Oh, nice. I have the the Larry Elmore, the two nice. giant Larry Elmore books as well. Yeah, it's the type of thing that um, I love. As a matter of fact, I just got – they had a sale on Amazon uh, for the sketchbook of Tolkien. They put it into mm -hmm. an actual book um, and stories behind his original sketches. So I just oh. got that delivered along as well as the uh, Alan Lang books. Uh, who did the art direction for the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies? Um, so those just came today. Mm -hmm. So I have those books. So I like. I just. That's what I like to sit back and look into and and be uh, be a part of. A lot of fun. Are you are you a reader? Do you read? I am. I don't read as much as I should. Um, I do have a good good collection of books. Um, and it takes a Fantasy lot for me to. Sit. Huh fantasy or yeah uh fantasy uh some um biographies of historical figures things like that mm -hmm. uh 
every once in a while, someone will hand me mostly, to be honest with you, graphic novels, um, yep. which, you know, is a, a great way to get young people to read, I think, is more and more is comics and graphic novels, uh, just because kids are constantly in their phones anyway, looking at things visually, uh, as opposed to reading. So I always jokingly call like comics. Comics are like Instagram, but without the video. Okay. Have you ever read uh, the Terry Brooks books? Um, what series is that? The Shannara series. The Shannara, yes, Shinara. yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. Because if you're a fantasy a person series. and you haven't read those books, you're doing yourself an injustice. Right on. So, all right, well, those right. are my questions. That's uh, what I wanted to know so, about Well, it. yeah, I mean... We're getting we're getting close to time, anyways. But I one thing I wanted to bring up. I, I know I'm a little delayed for some reason. My internet's quirky. But you have a uh, podcast. I do. Yes, um, I have a, a podcast called the O'Hallorant. Uh, I'm starting up season two. Uh, hopefully, in the next couple of like, I'm going to do interviews. Uh, at the Twin Cities Con, and I think I'll start my uh, new season in November. Uh, but yeah, you can find it. Uh, let me see if I can find the. Uh, I do have. Hang on. So I can tell he pulls shit up on his own screen. <laughs> yeah, if you got, to, if you want to follow the right. the O'Halloran, you can get on Twitter there, um, and Instagram, and the Facebook page. And then if you go to the O'Hallorant on uh, YouTube, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, I also use uh, StreamYard as well for my show. Uh, so I'm very familiar with StreamYard. Um, but that's the best way to, uh, to see my shows. Or if you want to follow what I'm doing in general, these are my uh, socials there. Um, yeah, the O'Hallorant, I, uh, I enjoy – I have like – 13 or 14 episodes from last the last season. If you want to see some stuff, I've interviewed people, comic book artists, musicians, directors, producers, uh, writers, actors, uh, things like that. There are a couple of shows where it's just me um, and uh, uh, where I'll just go off on a subject. Um, and so that thus the rant. Uh, so I look forward to starting uh, the second season. Uh, by all well, means. Let us know when you want to schedule us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely want to have you guys on. Um, and we could talk more uh, about what you guys do. I can ask you guys your questions. Um, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Nice. So, Leo, you you yeah. have your um, your standard question. And I like your question you ask everybody. Oh, the uh, – well, I, I think you kind of asked it, but I, I can ask – In a different because, way. Yeah. A, but this different – it could be a different answer. You don't know. Okay, sure. Uh, so um, one thing that I like to ask everybody is, uh, besides, you know, being a icon in Clerks, uh, what, what do you dork out about? Like, we, we've had some guests that love, you know, the history of, like, sunken vessels or uh, you're collecting, you know, old tools or something like that. What, what's uh, I know you mentioned the jerseys, uh, but what is something you dork out about? Uh, I dork out about... Um... Astro you know, astronomy and science of space. Um, so 
just recently in the news, there was a radio signal burst that literally came from like the other side of the known galaxy that just reached us. And scientists have uh, stated that um, it's a, it's a radio wave that came probably from the, one of the earlier years of the formation of the universe. And it's just reaching us. That, that type of stuff is always kind of like, Ooh, is that the signal from our alien overlord saying we're coming in? Knock, knock. Um, that type of stuff I enjoy. Like I enjoy what, you know, the, the web telescope is showing in clarity. I enjoy what NASA is doing. I enjoy, um, you know, the fact that we, we can still, if these billionaires would quit, you know, shaking their dicks and sending them their buddies up for a pseudo space trip, it's not really space guys. It's the honosphere. It's different. Anyway. Um, if they spent that money on actually getting space going, you know, let's get back to the moon. Let's start mining at the moon. Let's start, you know, having a broadcast system up there. Let's get to Mars. Uh, let's start doing that type of stuff as opposed to just, Hey, me and my friends just flew for 11 minutes. Um, that, that kind of stuff is good. You know, uh, I, I know that, you know, cause we're totally going to, burn this fucking planet out like a giant fucking joint and then it's going to be gone um so we better find fucking planet plan b too quick uh and if we could start doing that like you know seeing how ai can get robots going and they we could send them up first to start building our shelters with 3d printing technology uh that type of shit gets me like yeah we have a future in this in this world. Our species are not going to be, you know, left in the dust. Do you want a telescope? Do I? No. You know, it's so funny. Every like every two or three months, I peruse the prices for telescopes because I'm I, if I want to do it, I want to do it big. I want to get like you know like a five thousand dollar one that you know you just push a button like I'd like to see such and such. And then you could hook it up to a monitor and it brings it right to your monitor, that type of thing. Um, but I do do my museums. Like I'll go to planetariums. I'll go to mm -hmm. science museums. When uh, I was in Boston, we did the Harvard uh, Museum. Uh, and we also did, uh, we also went to um, mm -hmm. uh, Salem and we uh, did some museums in Salem. Um, so I do want to get myself a really good one. Yeah, get because yourself one. Yeah, because I live in a very, uh, I live in the northern end of the Pocono Mountains, and I'm like at 1700 elevation. So, literally last night, it was such a beautiful, clear night, and I have very little light pollution around where I live. Um, mm -hmm. That I, I definitely want to get one. Well, so, yeah. especially if we, I if we have it. Any, yeah, it's really, you know, it's really it's, something. It you get to really see fun. the Starlink satellites flying above and shit. Yeah. I've actually seen the Andromeda galaxy through nice. our telescope up in Maine. Nice. It took about three fucking hours to find it. Yeah. Maine, Maine was the clearest sky in all my years. Maine had the clearest sky I've ever seen. I was in yeah, uh, I'm up about an hour from yeah. Bangor. So. Yeah. So I have a friend who had a, a lake house in Bangor, uh, not Bangor, Gray, Gray, Maine. Yep. And uh, I was just like, wow. It's also where I had one of my best mm -hmm. mushroom experiences. Same trip. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. Absolutely. It's true.
hence the astronomy. It was. <laughs> oh, we went. We went all. It was pitch black. We went out onto the dock, and the dock stuck out about a good 25, 30 feet, maybe even forty feet. We all just laid on the dock. We had some mushrooms. We're chilling out, and then just the sky where you do, where you see the dust of the actual Milky Way and mm -hmm. everything else. And it was just like this is amazing. And then we tried to find our way back to the to the cabin, which was really dark. And this is before cell cell phones. So there was no one like who would just pop out their cell phone to turn a headlight on. Um, so that was a trip getting back to the hat, back, back to the cabin. But <laughs> you know, one of the best times, one of the, my best memories of being on mushrooms and looking at stars. Very cool. nice. I can totally appreciate Excellent. that. Wow. Hey, speaking of stars right. and tripping, if you guys want uh, February, the end of February, there's a whole bunch of us going on a cruise from Miami to the Bahamas. It's uh, February 23rd through the 26th. You can go to cruiseaskew.com. Tons of things. I'm going to have an actual pub crawl with me. Uh, we're also going to do a live version of my O'Halloran show. Uh, we're going to read the original Clerks 3 script, which was a lot darker back in the day. Uh, and we're also going to do a Mallrat screening, uh, a, a Mallrat script reading, tons of comics, amazing bands. Get your tickets now. Go see. Hey, perfect time to go to the Bahamas February. Uh, so catch wow, it. That sounds like a lot of fucking right? fun right there. A lot of fun. Tons of people. And we just talked about them just uh, earlier in the show. Soul Asylum is one of the bands that will be on board playing. No as shit. Yes. Wow. So tons uh, of podcasts, hey. tons of really fun shit. There's be a wine tasting. There'll be tons of stuff. So uh, come on out. Get your tickets if you can. Cruiseaskew.com for more of that. A lot of fun. And you get to leave from Miami. Go fly early. Stay in Miami for a day or two. Then yeah. get on board the ship and yeah. sail. Did you write that down, Ben? Cruise. Yeah, write it down. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to fucking do that. What what, what cruise line? Fucking are you right. Uh, it's on the Norwegian Pearl. That will be the ship, the Norwegian okay. Pearl. This cool. uh, the company that does it is called Sixth Man Entertainment. They do tons of cruises, like the Kiss Cruise, the Impractical Jokers mm -hmm. Cruise, like all these big time cruises. This is the production company that does it. So it's okay. a well oiled machine. It'll be handled very well. All right. Well, I'm going to look into that because that sounds like a fucking blast. And that's my time of year right. to be on a ship. Exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I know we are at time, so we'll wrap things up. And uh, uh, Brian, if you can uh, hang on until uh, after the music ends. Uh, sure. Just sure everything closes out i want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening you know me just google me you'll find a bunch of stuff could be true good be not i'm not gonna say which is which but i run the dorkening podcast network there's a ton of awesome people doing a ton of awesome stuff head on over to the dorkening.com for more information and brian where do you like people interacting with you on the socials uh any of the ones you see above here uh my well i have to change that logo it's not twitter anymore but X Brian C O'Halloran, Instagram Brian C O'Halloran, or Facebook at the Brian C O'Halloran is the socials that you can reach out to me if you want to reach out 
for my uh, podcast, The O'Hallorant. It's pretty much the same thing. The O'Hallorant on Twitter, The O'Hallorant on Instagram, The O'Hallorant on Facebook, and the Brian and Brian C. O'Halloran on Twitch when it does air as well. Very cool. Very cool. Jeffrey. Well, first I want to thank Brian for joining us. Uh, you know, obviously I grew up watching a lot of his shit. He's not quite as old as I am, but he'll catch up. You know, and I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, Clerks 4 in, uh, you know, Walkers and, and Bongs in the Basket and that kind of shit, because I think that would be fucking hilarious. You know, even if it was just a skit, you know, just a plug for you guys. Uh, as far as us, uh, just go to stilltoken.com. Follow us on YouTube, uh, Talking With The Dead on Facebook. Uh, yeah, and you'll find out everything about us. You don't want to know anything else about me. <laughs> very well, very well. Benjamin. Oh, my God. So I want to apologize because I have been a little delayed here. My Internet's fucked. I don't know what's going yeah. on. You got to scroll us chewing the wires again. Yeah, it's something. There's something screwy going on because it goes from very good, excellent strength to poor, and I'm fucking plugged in. I think I'm going to have to call you did, my internet provider. Any of the, fam any of the family members uh, streaming anything on Netflix or something? Taking up your bandwidth? No, no. I'm plugged direct. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah but I, think my, I think my router might be shit in the bed. <sighs> Or oh, the computer, one of the two. Either way, I'm going to fucking fix it. So, uh, but I want to thank Brian, of course. And uh, to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week.